to see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of an epic shot of a tree under a cloud-filled blue sky of blue and gold atop a, fit, atop of a hill on the, on the Napkin Farm with the setting sun cresting on the horizon comes to us from our, our brother, friend, and Bible study author, Arthur Sincotti. This one is hot off the presses, as I received it last night and thought to myself, it looks like Arthur made the weekend edition and had a good laugh about it because it is a running joke between us about how Arthur covets to have his photographic visions featured as the photo of the day. Well, it's Saturday and we made it to the weekend. Even though rain is in my local forecast, it is my prayer that all who read or hear this message have a wonderful Palm Sunday weekend, where you will use the next two days to enjoy yourselves and to take time to thank the Lord for all he has provided in your life. A uh, life of contentment comes from being grateful for the things we have and giving thanks to the God that gave us life and who is directing the course of history, resulting in all the days of our lives. Arthur's sunset shot reminded me of some of the epic landscape scenes from Gone with the Wind. And it has me considering the landscape of my life and how it truly has been a dramatic journey that could rival that of Scarlett O'Hara or perhaps that of Forrest Gump. Uh, although Gone with the Wind and Forrest Gump features stories of, of the main characters going through various times and seasons throughout history, the thing that stood out in those dramas, perhaps more than the changing events from one era to another, was the relationships that developed, ended, or endured through the years of, of the characters' lives. Um, over the last two days, uh, my job has brought me to two different locations that caused me to remember different chapters of my life that are now in the distant past but play a part in the person I am today. I am a field technician for a telecommunications company, a.k.a. a telephone repair guy, and my job can take me to literally anywhere in the Greater Capital District area where, it, where a phone is connected. On Thursday, I had a trouble report at the St. Anthony of Padua Shrine in downtown Troy. Before realizing my mistake and going into the shrine's office building where the phone trouble actually was, I foolishly just walked into the shrine, which was completely empty and reverent. Although I almost immediately realized my mistake, I walked from the back of the shrine all the way to the front, on the left side of the altar. Even I wasn't foolish enough to go down the middle aisle. I think that I think the middle aisle at Catholic churches are reserved for the most bold and holy to walk down. The sheepish sinners who don't attend services every week tend to use the entry points on the left or right sides of the sanctuary. Even though I had never been to this particular shrine or church, I was impressed by its pristine facilities and reverent atmosphere. I had grown up in the Catholic Church, so I was filled with feelings of nostalgia overseeing all the familiar sights of a Catholic church. The candles, the color, colorful stained glass window displays, the stations of the cross that ran along the aisles, the altar, and various statues of saints gave me that old familiar feeling of fear and awe. That told me that I was on holy ground, and I'd best be quiet, reverent, and respectful. Uh, before leaving, I mentally apologized for my intruding to the empty sanctuary. 
the phone trouble turned out to be in the central office, so I just had to put in a trouble ticket uh, for a central office technician to wire the dial tone on the frame and was done. But before I was done, I went back into the sanctuary's alcove and grabbed one of the free 2022 Catholic Heritage calendars uh, that I had saw on the way out. The cover art of a pristine Jesus was calling for me to take it home, and I couldn't resist. Uh, I have a real heart uh, for my Catholic roots that fills me with uh, fills me with a strange mix of longing, sadness, and horror. The Catholic Church was proficient in teaching me that I was a sinner, but it it, it didn't adequately adequately teach me that I was saved through my faith in Jesus Christ alone. It had taught me all about the reverent worship and traditions of the Mass, but my experiences there also taught me about hypocrisy, surface-level faith that didn't survive beyond the four walls of the Church. It didn't teach me that many of its traditions have no biblical basis and were basically established by some church official who thought it was a good idea. It hadn't taught me about the idolatry, or, or that we don't need an intercessor to speak to the Lord on our behalf. It didn't teach me that I was uh, that I was loved, accepted, secured, or significant in Christ, and that I could boldly walk down the center aisle, regardless of my past sins, to approach God on His throne. And considering all these things, I've learned that through the considering all the things I've learned through the study of God's Word and what I didn't learn in the Catholic Church. I am filled with sadness because just like me, uh, just like the reformers uh, must have thought back in the times of Martin Luther, it didn't have to be this way. Uh, instead of reforming and repenting of its doctrinal er errors, the leadership of the Catholic Church stood by their traditions, even though some of them are uh, some of them confound the gospel of grace and are in conflict with bi biblical principles. My mom and dad and all my brothers and their families are still Catholic, and so it is my hope that somehow their confirmation of faith in Christ will put them in a state of grace. I hope their simple I do that they delivered in response to the bishop's question of, do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the day from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father will be enough to make them to become a part of the Bride of Christ, the Church, in his eyes. I've cleaned up my act now, and it saddens me that I could be a good Catholic if I wanted to be, but I know that it is better to choose to be a, a disciple of Christ uh, and try to live by the truth of the Word of God rather than by the arbitrary rules that were created by men. It angers me that Christianity has been so divided at times, and I, I am almost—I almost wish for a return to the cathedrals of the ages of the past, if it could mean that we would have one church. But honestly, I would rather have a million different denominations of Christianity that attempted to be authentic in their faith and in their attempts to obey the Word of God, rather than have a single body that was. Fill, uh, that was, was defined by hypocrisy, error, and compromise. I know that God is merciful and gracious, and I pray that all who hear or see this message would make a simple confession to make Christ their Lord and Savior, and to study the Bible and let the, word, the Lord's Word direct your path. Well, that was Thursday, and on Friday, I had an almost polar opposite trip down memory lane. 
as I was called to a, a telephone trouble at a fraternity house of RPI. Uh, the, the phone facilities in the fraternity house were in the basement. And to gain access, I had to go through a couple of stale beer-smelling bar rooms to get to the communications terminal. For those who don't know, I pledged a fraternity in SUNY Oswego in 1991 and enjoyed all the benefits of membership of the, for the remainder of my college career. Wild escapades, hazing, secret initiation rites, women, drugs, and alcohol were all part of the rock and roll fantasy existence of my college days. And coming into a fraternity house all these years later caused, re caused me to remember the good, the bad, and the ugly of my youthful exuberance. Such joy, such loneliness, such great friendships, and so many broken things, both materially and relation relationally. Uh, my fraternity house was burned to the ground by an angry neighbor who was never uh, who was never arrested for the arson they perpetrated. And although the fraternity carried on and got a new smaller house, there really is no going back uh, to my college home again. Those days are gone. And as much as I fondly remember my brothers and other friends from those days, I don't miss the pain of suffering from addiction, loneliness, confusion, ignorance, and rejection I experienced in those days. When I saw that frat house, part of me lamented of the way I had lived, while another part of me wished I could do it all over again. But I realized that there is no going back, and that I couldn't take, this, uh, take the wisdom I have now back to those days. The times were different, the technology was different, and most importantly, I was different. I didn't know Christ, and if I did, I may not have, may not have met all the people who I still consider to be my friends. All these nostalgic musings of the Catholic Church and the subsequent age of total depravity of my college days are mar marked by errors and regrets, my on but I honestly would have it no other way. Everything I suffered and learned from in those eras of my life put me on a collision course with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If I wasn't so lost, maybe I would, would have never sought the Lord, and maybe I would have never found it. But now I have the best of all possible worlds, I guess. I sinned, I suffered, but I was saved. And through it all, I met so many people along the way. I made so many friends and acquaintances that made my life the epic drama that it has been. We have had moments of joy and hilarity and love and loss. Many of the people I have met have faded into the past and left the stage, but others have endured to remain constant characters in my life. And whether those relationships are active, over, on hold, or to be continued, I thank the Lord for giving me company through the many years of my life. God made us, and he put us in this particular time and season. And through a combination of our free will and his sovereign will, we, were, we, we have encountered all the people of our lives during all the days of our lives. He provided us with the people who challenged us, who encouraged us, and who loved us. While we can remember our past with fondness, we should never dig in our heels to try to stay in a season that is gone with the wind. Instead, we should remember where we came from, learn from our mistakes, and walk into the remaining mystery of life with God as the source of our wisdom and strength. So keep walking and talking with God. Take time to praise his name on Sunday. Hosanna in the highest, right? But also take time to enjoy the things and people you have in your life right now. Because in this life that always moves forward through time and space, 
we never know what characters will make a dramatic exit or which ones will stay and remain. Today's Bible verse comes to us from the New Living Translation Bible Promise Book for Men. This morning's meditation verse is Matthew 19.29, and it says, And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. Today's verse uh, are the words of Jesus that acknowledge the cost of our faith and the promise of a great reward for our faithfulness. Hey, we talked about those changing times and seasons of life and all those characters that would come and go. And today's verse is most appropriate to that theme because when we make Jesus our Lord and Savior, we are almost guaranteed to suffer the loss of some pre-Christ relationships. I have suffered some major relationship losses because of my decision to follow Christ. It wouldn't be such a stretch for me to agree with today's verse when it speaks of giving up houses, property, and relationships for the Lord's sake. My conversion to the life of a disciple of Christ has been so dramatic and transformative that I can barely recognize myself at times. Wow, this is me! So, I can't necessarily blame some people who love the wild, funny, sarcastic party animal for rejecting the born-again MT. What the hell does that mean? Um, I would, um, it's Mark Thomas. Um, I would try to defend myself and say that I haven't changed all that much, but that would be a lie. I, I have been given a new life in Christ, and the manifestation of that new life is constantly unfolding as I surrender more and more of myself uh, to be conformed to the image of Christ. Believe me, I marvel at how the Lord has been sanctifying me little by little as I agreed to follow him. My interests and hobbies of the past have been replaced by a zeal to know God more and to live according to his wisdom. The good news is that this path of Christian discipleship isn't a chore. It isn't a drudgery. It is the pathway of peace and joy that doesn't require substances to alter my mental state or arranging circumstances to make me happy. So as today's verse is telling us so today's verse is telling us the truth when it tells us that we will be rewarded a hundred times for the things we give up or lose for the Lord's sake. Duh, these are the words of Jesus. He is the truth, the way, and the life. So obviously what he says is true. But if you are doubtful, let me assure you, your new life in Christ will be worth whatever losses you may have to suffer to follow him. Not only do we get eternal life through our faith in Christ, but when we apply his love and wisdom to our lives, we can experience all the fruit of the Spirit in our lives here and now. We all must decide how we will spend our lives and where we will spend eternity. If you choose your dysfunctional, dysfunctional or even really nice relationships over Jesus, there will be hell to pay. But if you choose to honor God by placing your faith in Jesus, although you may suffer earthly losses, you will be given so much more when you are given the honor of entering the kingdom of God and becoming a member of his ripe royal family. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org, where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today, we can conclude sharing from June Hunt's overeating, Freedom from Food Fixation, with uh, the final section of How to See That Success is Just a Choice Away. 
Um, so this will conclude the end of that particular resource. So we'll have a new resource on Monday. I'm not sure what that's going to be, but uh, I have a whole lot of ebooks uh, that I can draw from to uh, share from the, 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 the counseling library of M.T. Clark. Um, so um, if I can put it somewhere, I might as well put it online. Um, so um, so that's, with that said, um, it's supposed to rain today, but we can enjoy our weekend all the same. We're not, we're not contingent, you know, our joy and peace is not contingent on the weather. If it was, we'd be a mess because it's been all over the place lately. Um, what we find our joy in is the fact that um, we've been loved, we've been accepted, we are made significant and secure by our faith in Jesus Christ. That the Lord loves us and he's guiding us to him uh, more and more every day. We're closer to him every day. And uh, whether that's drawing close to him in prayer or Bible study or just the mere fact that our days on earth are, are expiring every day, we're, we're drawing closer to God. Um, so I encourage drawing closer to God through that Bible study and prayer and living according to his wisdom uh, on the path of Christian discipleship. Um, I help to, uh, I hope to help people by encouraging them with my discipleship classes that I share on the podcast. We have Victory Over the Darkness, The Bondage Breaker, and Freedom in Christ. So, you know, to, so you can learn who you are in Christ and how you can apply your faith to your life and in a real and uh, transformative way um, where you can resolve the spiritual and personal conflicts that have held you away from experiencing the fruit freedom that you should have in Christ. Um, being saved is the beginning of our freedom. Um, and then we, there's much more. So um, we try to teach that and encourage that, um, that you can, you, can, you can have a joy that goes beyond all understanding through your faith in Christ. Um, we also obviously revere the Word of God. Um, that's why we share a Bible verse every day, and that's why we um, read the Bible every day. Um, and we, we encourage that study by sharing our weekly Bible study that we do with our good friend Arthur Sincati uh, and Susanna Sincati and my wife Tammy Lynn Clark and uh, Pastor Bob Costello on, on occasions and other guests have, have been known to sit in. Um, so if you need a Bible study of your own, uh, you know, you don't go to a church, um, you don't know any Christians or whatever. Um, that do Bible studies anymore, um, you can join ours. And uh, basically we do a topical study each week and we just, uh, Arthur makes the outline and we, we walk and talk through it. Um, it's as simple as that, you know, reading the Word of God and discussing what, it's, what it means for our lives. Um, so if you'd like to uh, uh, participate, just look for Bible Study with the Sincatis on the blog and the podcast and you'll be able to find those, uh, find those messages. Um, let's see. Well, it's it's Saturday. I think everyone should just enjoy themselves today. If you have to work, it's my apologies. Um, I have to work on some Saturdays, but actually I'm working today. What am I saying? Um, yeah, when you work two jobs, sometimes you have to work and you choose to work. Um, so today I'll be working at the mobile crisis assessment team for Columbia Green Counties uh, later this afternoon, but I will enjoy the, the, the early hours with my wife here at their countryside home. So, you know, even on a day I have to work, I can enjoy myself. Um, so, not all living blessed lives, but uh, really we are blessed. Um, you know, we may not be blessed with super financial, you know, 
prosperity or anything, but uh, we're blessed with the with the life that comes through Christ, and that's more important than all the gold in the world. Um, so let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. Thank you for all the things that you provide for us. Thank you for the life that you've shaped with each one of us, all the people we've known, all the things we've seen, all the things we've learned. And, and But the most important thing we're thankful for, is, Lord, is, is that we learn the truth of the gospel, that Jesus Christ was the only way to the Father, and that you were gracious enough to reveal that to us and to move our hearts to say yes to Jesus. Um, Lord, we thank you for the eternal life that we have and that we are citizens in heaven. But we thank you for the, the spirit you poured into us on the day we said yes to you. The Holy Spirit that guides us to, to want to follow you and want to know you more. Lord, we thank you for that gift. And we pray for you to uh, have the Holy Spirit move within us to, to draw us to, to you even more. To open our eyes to what we need to see today and to um, you know, guide us in the things we should do and say. Um, Lord, we love you and we thank you for all you provided. And uh, we, we really, tr truly uh, seek to do your will. Um, and Lord, we pray for blessings for everyone listening today. Lord, as they may need healing or other, other benefits that you can provide. Um, we pray for you to come alongside them. And we uh, pray for all these things in, your might, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.